we're going to kick off uh, a sermon series on, on money, okay? Now, I've only talked about money uh, two other times in the last eight years I've been a pastor, okay? So I'm very sensitive about this topic because I know it can be scary for some. We've all probably had an experience or we've, we've at least heard about an, an experience of, of money being manipulated in ministry or corruption or something going wrong or somebody stealing or embezzling money or misappropriating funds. And so sometimes money can be this scary topic to talk about because you never want to offend anybody. And to be honest with you guys, I have no desire to offend you today. I want you to know that. Like I put together a couple of disclaimers because I thought, you know, this is important for me to share before I talk about money. Number one is I have no desire to offend you. Everybody say thanks. thanks. Yes, that's, I, I mean that. I'm serious about that. Uh, secondly, I have no desire to control, manipulate, or debate you. Yes, I will gladly talk to you and we can have a discussion and connect, but you know, I'm not trying to incite any arguments. Number three, and this is a big one. We don't need your money. We don't need your money. We don't. We, here's what we need. Jesus. We need Jesus, man. We don't need your money. God doesn't need your money. Listen, God has no problem with you having money. But he does have a big problem with money having you. So that's why it's important that we talk about it. We got to talk about it. It's important. There's a few more disclaimers. Uh, Next is uh, we have an open books policy. So if anybody in here, if you're a member of the church, you'd like to get some information about how we spend money, what comes in, what goes out. I mean, we do an annual report. We're more than happy to share anything with you that you'd like to see. No problem there. Everybody, everybody said thanks again. Yes. Yep. And then here's the last thing. There's going to be no offering at the end of this message. <laughs> There's no offering. All right. You guys are all excited about that. You're like, you guys have been around the block a few times. There's going to be no offering at the end of the message. We're not going to ask you to sow a seed or do anything. We're not going to ask you to stand up. None of that. Okay. So. Because for me, honestly, I mean, you know, when you get up to preach, you always want to bring a good word, you know. Uh, but when you, when you get up to talk about money, there's that, there's that fear. Like, man, are people going to, you know, are people going to feel something different than the intent or the motive? But I hope by laying out the disclaimers, you know, we can share some of those things. And even as I studied about the topic of finance, one of the things I realized that I could commit to is that I likely will never talk about money or preach about money as much as Jesus did. So, you know, if you want to hear more messages on money, it's quite easy. Just read through the Gospels. Because 16 of Jesus' parables were about money or included finances. And there's 38 parables total. And so if you look at that, if you break it down, I did. I went on math.com. There's a, there's a three-way calculator there so that you can learn about percentages. I, math wasn't my best subject, so I plugged it in. 42% of Jesus' sermons... Included finances. Isn't that interesting? Why is that? Why did he talk about money so much? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, my pastor in Texas used to say that the most sensitive nerve in a man's body runs right through his wallet. It's true. 
Because it's, it's so funny, you know, Christians will be like, I give it all, Lord. You know, we're in worship. I just, I surrender. <laughs> Giving the offering. Oh, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? I ain't doing, well, I ain't doing that. You know, I'll do anything else. It's funny how that works because, you know, money can have such an attachment. It can have such a hook in us, have such a hold on us. We can worship it. We can put it before God. And God wants to talk to us about our money. That's why the Bible includes so many passages, scriptures, commandments, principles that talk about money. I mean, we're Christians, right? We would say they're faith, good theology. Um, We would say prayer is really important. Wouldn't you guys say? In the entire Bible, there's about 500 verses of Scripture on faith. In the entire Bible, there's about 500 verses of Scripture on prayer. And in the entire Bible, there are about 2,000 verses of Scripture on money and possessions. There's more Scriptures on money and possessions than faith and prayer combined. Why is that? Here's just my opinion, okay? I believe that there is absolute warfare spiritual warfare. Do you guys believe in that? I believe there is spiritual warfare surrounding the topic of money. I think that's why it's so confusing. I think that's why it's fought over. I think that's why people don't want to talk about it. I think that's why it's not a popular sermon series. It's because the devil does not want you to be blessed. Uh, You got this side is quiet. I'm going to try this out again. The devil does not want you to be blessed. If the devil has it his way, he'll keep you down, broke, busted, disgusted, without anything, and then you label yourself as spiritual. I'm telling you, the devil works hard to convince you that the spirit of poverty is is the spirit of God. I'm telling you, he works so hard, and he brings warfare around it because he does not want you to know that Jesus wants you to be blessed. And I realize not everybody's heard that before. And the last time I talked about money, so many people came up to me and they said, hey, Lyle, that was a great message, but it's not for me. It's for somebody else. It's for that person, that person. I'm not, I'm not called to that. I don't, I'm not supposed to be blessed. I just don't believe that. I think this is, this is my lot in life. This is my sacrifice. This is my cross to bear. I don't think I'm supposed to be blessed like that. But through study of the scripture, I I really do believe with all of my heart that Jesus wants you to be so blessed that you leave a legacy for your kids, kids, kids. He wants you to be so blessed in every way that everything you touch turns to gold. And I'm not just talking about self-help. I'm talking about the anointing of the spirit of God is released through what you release that things change whenever you step into an atmosphere. And that includes a financial atmosphere. I mean, how can we call ourselves healers if we can't help people, you know, get out of debt, get out of poverty, get with, you, you guys get what I'm saying? It's like God has a comprehensive plan for your salvation, which includes blessing you financially. You guys, I like it. I like it. How, how many of you guys, you, you receive that. Amen. Amen. So the Bible has a lot to say about money, and, and really to talk about money, the first thing that we're going to tackle as a church, and I'm going to do it bravely as possible, is tithe, all right? I'm going to talk about tithe today, and I, I know that right now, some of you guys may be like pulling out Instagram, like, okay, I'm checking out here. Tithe, no way. But listen, tithing is a principle. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody say principle. principle. 
It's not a law. Okay? You don't have to do it. All right? If you feel any pressure uh, that there is some religious law that if you don't tithe, you're going to be in big trouble with God, can we just flush that collectively? Tithing is a principle. It's an eternal principle. It's a principle we see all throughout the scriptures. And anytime you talk about tithe, you've got to be, you've got to, pre- you've got to prepare yourself to answer a lot of questions on tithe. There's a lot of teaching out there, but from both extremes. And a lot of times when I talk about tithe, what I, what I commonly hear is the very first thing. Say, man, I'm not under law. I'm under grace, you know. And the question that I have to ask in response is, well, what is your goal? Are you trying to give more? Or are you trying to give less? Are you trying to give more? Or are you trying to give less? Because under grace, we've been anointed to go above and beyond, to practice abundance in every single area of our lives. So I'm unsure why that applies to finance. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, we're going. But anyways, so, but isn't that under the law? Well, yes, it is. They were commanded to tithe, Israel was. But here's the deal. Actually, tithing predates the law. And so tithing was happening because it's a principle. Everybody say principle. It's a principle that predates the law of Moses. Tithing has been practiced since the beginning. Genesis, actually Genesis chapter 4. I'll read a passage of scripture here to you guys from Genesis chapter 4 that illustrates the principle of what we call the first fruits, the principle of the tithe. It's giving God your best and it's giving God your first. Now, a short definition of what a tithe is, it's just a tenth, okay? There's no mystical definition. Tithing literally means, when I say literally, I'm not using it as we do as millennials today where it doesn't actually mean literally, but literally, all right, literally, tithing means a tenth, okay? That's the literal definition. It means a tenth of your annual income. You give it to God, okay? Are we on the same page? Okay, Genesis chapter 4, verse 3 through 5, it says, In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. Now get this, interesting. So we see both Cain and Abel, brothers here, right? They're both bringing an offering to God, but they bring it differently, and it's a different type of offering. They both bring an offering, but they give it in different ways. And this is where tithe really... That's just where it really hits home. It's about the heart. Amen? And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. Did you guys see that? It says, and the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but Cain, he had no regard. And, and Cain got very angry and his face fell. So why in the world would God have regard For Abel's offering, but not Cain's. Well, the Bible teaches us that in the course of time, Cain brought his offering. That is essentially, you know, if I could translate that into some Kentucky language, it's like when he got around to it. Right? My 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 grand grand, he used to carry these little wooden nickels in his pocket, and they were called round to its. So when somebody would say, Well, I'll do it when I get around to it, he'd just offer you one. Well, right there, he said, here, there's a round to it. And it said T-U-I-T on it, a to it. There's a round to it. You guys like that? That's a dad thing right there, man. And so basically, that's what's happening here is that when Cain got around to it, 
in the course of time, brought a little offering. You know, got around to it, I brought an offering. But the way in which Abel gave was entirely different because the Bible teaches us that Abel gave of the first fruits. He gave his best and he gave of his first. And as a result of him giving his first fruits, God had regard for this offering. But Cain's offering, on the other hand, he had no regard for because it wasn't his best. How many of you guys know that when we give, God looks at our heart? It's not about the amount, it's about the motive. It's not about how much we give, we can give big, we can give small. But man looks at the outer appearance where God looks at the, right? And so when we give, when we give of our first fruits, when we give of our tithe, God's looking at our heart. The motive in which we're giving, are we giving our first? Are we giving our best? Or are we reluctantly, religiously tipping God because the worship was decent? Right? I'm inspired today. It was a little better. I'll give a little bit more. You know, it's like we're not serving you lunch. You know, this is, this is eternal bread. <laughs> and it's not about how was the worship today. It's about how was your worship today. Anyway, we're going somewhere today, aren't we? Yeah, anyways. And that's what was happening here is that God was looking at the heart of Cain and Abel. And, and as he looked at their heart, he had regard for Abel and his offering because it was his first fruit. It was what was given first. Exodus 23 and 19 says, The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the, you guys help me finish this, the house of the Lord your God. The tithe, the first fruits offering belongs to the house of the Lord. I know there's some confusion about this, and some people talk about, well, I, I give, I tithe, and you give to a like, bunch of organizations, and it's fine, it's great that you do that, it's awesome that you're generous, but it's not biblical, yeah. because the tithe, the first fruits offering, belongs to the house of the Lord. What we give beyond that, those are called offerings, and we should give those as well to support missionaries and organizations and other things, but if you're going to tithe biblically, that's, what, that's all I'm saying, if you're going to tithe Biblically, the 10% goes to the house of the Lord. So that, I just want to clear that up because I think that's important that we understand where the tithe is supposed to go. Malachi had something to say about the tithe. Malachi 3 and 8 says, Will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, How have we robbed you in tithe and in offerings? Now, uh, when we talk about the tithe, Talk about the first fruits. Talk about what we, what we give, what we, how we tithe, how we're supposed to tithe. I know there's a lot of confusion. And, uh, you know, for, for, for many of us, like I said, I know we've experienced, you know, misunderstandings, confusion, bad teaching, and that sort of thing. But I thought that I could bring in an illustration today to talk about how to tithe. Does that work for you guys? It's where the knife comes in. So it's at least going to get slightly entertaining, okay? So... I wanted to give you guys an illustration of what it means to tithe. Now, remember, tithing is a principle. Everybody say principle. 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 It's not a law. We're not forcing you to do it. We're not trying to manipulate you to do it. I'm just telling you that it's a principle. And uh, it is not a law, but it is life to you if you will choose to do it. I can tell you guys this. When I first started practicing this as a testimony, my income nearly doubled. 
And I know there's a ton of there's a ton of people in here. I've already talked to you, people who are in first service. Like, yep, I started practicing first fruits. This happened in my life. That you know, it, crazy miracles. Some of you guys are already like, yep, yep, yep. And I promise you, if you are interested in more testimonies, you don't want to miss next week. It's gonna be some radical testimonies. I told my friend about the first fruits, who's actually coming to preach next week, Alan Jones. And uh, hope I'm not stealing his testimony. But he called me the next day. He was like, dude, I talked to my wife about giving more and tithing according to the first fruits principle. And somebody just handed me a $30,000 check this morning. Isn't that wild? So, okay, look, today I'm being an apple farmer. How's that? Okay, for the sake of the illustration, uh, <laughs> somebody literally took a bit, uh, they took a bite out of that. That was probably, that's probably my son. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Um, so I got some apples here, five, six, whoa, holy ghost, seven, eight, nine, and there we go. We're on the same page. Okay, so we got 10 apples here. This represents 100% of my paycheck or my produce. How's that? Produce section. So uh, the, the increase that I have received, let's say it's Friday, and I've got my direct deposit, hey, you know, and so I just got my paycheck, and I am excited. Now, there are many ways I can spend this money. I can spend it all on off-white tennis shoes. Uh, I could, uh, you know, all of it, literally, you know, but there's many things I can choose to do with my money, amen? You guys all have that choice. I have that choice. And so I got two buckets up here. One bucket, we're going to call the God bucket. Everybody say the God bucket. God bucket. bucket. So it's here. And then the other bucket, we're just going to call everything else. Everybody say everything else. So this is literally anything that you could spend your money on, whatever it is, okay? So I'm going to teach you guys how to tithe. You ready? Okay, awesome. So normally, statistically, on average, this is how most Christians tithe, quote-unquote, or give to the church, okay? So it's Friday. I get paid. I got the fullness of my increase. I'm feeling rich. I'm, you know, making it rain. I'm excited. And then, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to pay my mortgage. Super important, right? That's going to be two apples. Let's be honest. Preach with me today. Help me preach this morning. Two apples in the everything else bucket, the mortgage bucket. This is Nashville. There's definitely three in the mortgage bucket. Y'all know it's expensive to live here in Nashville, right? It's Friday. You know, I paid my mortgage. I'm feeling, I'm feeling like a grown man right now. I'm feeling real responsible. I'm going to pay my cell phone bill. You know, my wife, she's been on Instagram a lot, so it got expensive. <laughs> Uh, but then I want to bless her. And so we're going to take, we're, you know, we're going to go out to eat and have a nice dinner date. And so we go out and we, you know, go to somewhere nice. And that's probably a little expensive because I really want to go nuts, you know, and bless my wife in a big way. So we go out to dinner on Friday night. And then, you know, here it is. I've got these four fruits left and it's Saturday. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, man, I got two kids. I got to go to Trader Joe's and buy some groceries for the week. You know, so we'll put another one in there. If you eat plant-based, that's probably two right there because... <laughs> We know, man, they upcharge. That's that hipster tax. And um, they upcharge, man. We're just trying to be healthy, you know. And um, isn't that true? You got to get some gas. You know, you need some gas for the week, but you're kind of getting low. And friends have invited you out on Saturday night. 
And you're like, man, dang it. Why did I commit to going to Virago? I can't afford, I don't have sushi money, you know, but I'm, I'm going to go anyway because, you know, bless God, you know, I don't want to be a quitter, you know, and uh, I'm going to go, but, you know, that's a little expensive and I'm putting on my credit card. So I'm going to keep that cash out here. Hey, someone need that cash. Don't have a whole lot left in Jesus name. Bless what I got, Lord. Because Sunday's coming and I want to give. I just heard a message on tithing and I want to tithe and I want to give. But I'm on my way to church and I'm tired. So I'm going to go by barista parlor. And those biscuits are expensive and small but expensive. And, uh, you know, I got to, you know. And so I got this, you know, I got this small percentage left of my income that I have received. This is normal. I'm just saying, not saying this is what you do. This is just normally what statistically Christians do in the U.S., all right? And so I got this one left, and uh, the offering time, man, I heard a message on the offering, and I want to give. And I'm like, man, my first fruits offering, I heard about that principle. I want to give my tithe. So I got my 10% here, and the bucket's coming around, and there's my God bucket. And I want to let it go, and I want to do it, but honestly... Worship was not as good as it normally is. I, I didn't feel excited. I just, there, I didn't get the glory goosebumps. So just, I'm going to do that. So that's not tithing. That's tipping, right? And uh, this is pretty average. This is pretty normal. This is the normal thing that, that, that we do. Christians in America spend more money on Snickers bars than we do giving to church given to the house of God, giving in the offerings. That's statistics, okay? We spend more money on ice cream per year than we do on giving to the poor. Isn't that shocking? It's about 2 or 3% of Christians tithe. Um, so, not tithe, right? Can we all agree? This is not tithing. This is not how to practice the principle of the first fruits. But this is normal. You know, we got to save this back and, you know, ask God to bless it, bless it and help us get through the week. And then we get to Friday and, you know, you guys know the story, right? Okay. So I want to teach you guys how to tithe uh, biblically. So here is my increase. I'm going to bring it back. Just pretend like I didn't cut that one in half, okay? That's a full apple there for anybody who's wondering. And... Uh, so I'm going to go back and I'm going to put my 10 fruits, which represents 100% of my paycheck. It represents 100% of my income. And I'm going to have the opportunity, the invitation from God to tithe biblically. The everything else category, the God category. So we know that tithe literally means a tenth. So I have 10 apples here. So how much is the tithe? One apple. You guys got this. This is good, right? Which apple? The full one. The shiny one. No, that's not it. Which one is the, which one is the, is it that one or is it that one or what? The, ah, the one close to the God bucket. That's also a good suggestion. Here's the tithe biblically. It is your first fruits and so it is whatever you spend. That's what the tithe is biblically. It is not putting all of this in the everything else. And then at the end, 
giving 10%. It's possible to give 10% and not actually tithe scripturally. Tithing is not just giving 10%. Tithing is what you give first. Before you do any other in the bucket, before you spend any other money, if you just put all these in there first, and then you, you know, give to God last, how much faith does it take to give to God last? Like how much faith does it require to give to God last? It doesn't require any faith. There's no risk involved. It's just completely safe. Well, I'm going to wait till the end of the month. And if I get there and I do have enough, then I'm going to give. But when you give first, when you give first and you honor the Lord with your first fruits and the increase in the produce, you sow into a reality, which is that it's all his. That it's all his, that he gives it to you and that he does more with your 90% than you could ever do with your 100%. How many of you guys know God can do way more with your 90 than you can with your 100? He supernaturally blesses, anoints what you, what, you, what you give, what you have as a result of what you give. And, um, you know, there's, there's other scriptures and, and possibly we'll read those in the coming, coming months. But one of my favorites, and, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing here, is where, where, where God talks about the firstborn belongs to me. And that when you take an animal, uh, you know, of your fold and you give that to God, it's your firstborn. It's the first one that comes through the womb, the Bible says. That what it actually does is it redeems the rest. It redeems all the rest of the animals that are going to be born. And so if I could say it like this, by giving of the firstborn, it anoints the rest. By giving of the first fruit, it redeems the ninety. So, I mean, and this is just the question I ask myself. Would I rather have 100% of my money that's anointed by the Spirit of Mammon? Or would I rather have 90% of my money that's anointed by the Spirit of God? That's, it's an honest question. I think, I think money's anointed. I think money comes to you with the Spirit on it. I mean, this is me just kind of giving you hashtag Lyle's opinion, Okay. But by giving your first fruits, it brings the Spirit of God on what remains. And I can promise you this, when you start doing this, you'll, you'll, you'll say, why didn't I start doing this sooner? I promise you guys this. So in Malachi, you know, I, I read in Malachi, how, how does someone rob God and tithe an offering, you know? There's also another thing in Malachi that, that God actually says about the tithe. He says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse verse 10 that there may be food in my house now get this he says test me in this you know out of all the scriptures only one place where God says I'm going to invite you to test me and it's in the tithe and 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 you, you remember we said tithe means a tenth right the number 10 all throughout the Bible is a symbol for testing all throughout the entire scripture, the number 10 is a symbol for testing. Let me share a few with you. So uh, think back, how many plagues were there in Egypt? Meaning, how many times did God test Pharaoh's heart? You got to say it all together. 10, right? How many commandments are there? In other words, how many ways are our, is, is our obedience tested? It's 10 commandments. How many times did God test Israel while they were wandering in the wilderness? How many times 
did God test Jacob's heart by allowing his wages to be changed while he was working for Laban? How many times was Daniel tested in the first chapter of the book of Daniel? 10. This continues in the New Testament, Matthew 25. 10 virgins had their preparedness tested and 10 days of testing are mentioned in the book of Revelation. And then of course we know Jesus had 10 disciples. I'm just testing you guys, okay? So It's, it's a number that represents testing. And the, the tithe, in my, this is my opinion once more, the tithe is a true heart test for a believer. When I, when I give my tithe, I sow into my own deliverance. Because I prophesy to the spirit of mammon and the spirit of the world who my king is. I say, nope, you're not my God. You're not my king. You're not, you're not my Lord. I don't make decisions on the basis of money. I make decisions on the basis of God's word over my life. And I trust him that he's going to provide and bring provision for anything that I step out to obey his promises. Now, like I said, test me in this. Test me in this. This is a, this is a number that represents testing. And so here's what we decided to do. Like I said, we're not taking up an offering or anything, but we are going to invite you. If you would like to try tithing, you don't have to do it today, but if you wanna try tithing, we're gonna say, hey, look, test God in the tithe. And here's the thing, Malachi promises, says, test me and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Did you guys hear that? He said, test me in this and see, right? See, see, witness watch visual right it's just not like oh bless your heart it's not just like a blessing he shakes somebody's hand oh you're blessed blessed and highly favored amen hallelujah like god literally wants you to see witness the floodgates of heaven aggressively kicked open and blessing being poured out into your life so much so that you can't contain it and god invites you to test him in this so Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something called a tithe test over the next three months. And so we're going to ask you to pray about tithing. And what we want to do in this is we want to actually provide um, a little bit of a risk-free guarantee. I know it's a little bit weird. But here's the thing. If you sign up to take the tithe challenge, and there's, there's, a, there's like a little... Uh, thing in the seat back in front of you and online LexiNashville.org backslash gift. There's all the details. If you want to take this challenge for 90 days, if you do not see, if you literally do not see God kick open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing on your life that you cannot contain, we will refund all your money. We're not, we're not trying to get money from you. I want you to be blessed. God wants you to be blessed. I believe with all my heart, by testimony and my own personal experience, by giving and practicing the first fruits offering and taking the very first of my increase and giving it to the house of God, that there is a blessing that cannot be contained. I'm telling you guys, when I first started practicing this, I did it on percentages when I was like 46% my income went up in like three months which is a little weird as a pastor. I mean, that doesn't happen to us that often. You know, and it wasn't even from this church. It wasn't like, you know, the board got together and said, we're going to pay you more, pastor. It's just like people started blessing me. Like gifts just started coming. People were giving me expensive shoes and stuff. 
and do it, Lord. <laughs> so here's the thing. If you want to take the test, you're like, yeah, I want to go for that. Then all we ask you to do, just sign up. If, if you want to fill out the paper, there's a bucket up here. You can drop it in. We'll record it. It's easy to do online as well. It's no problem. But here's the thing. We just want to make it to where you have the opportunity to, to test God. We're not trying to get anything from you. We'll give you 100% back. All you have to do is say, hey, look, I didn't see any blessing. Didn't seem like much of a difference to me. But we believe that God is so faithful and so true about what he has said to us that it's going to happen for you. I know it will. And in every direction, there's going to be blessing. It won't just be financial, but it'll be financial as well. What do you guys think? Is that, that's a little crazy, isn't it? And, you know, honestly, like, if you're like, nah, I'm good. Okay, cool. We don't have any hard feelings or fear or anything about, about people not giving. That's between you and God. Here's the thing also, whoever takes the test, I'm not going to know. I'm not going to look at it. I don't care. If one of you guys in here give a ton, I probably don't know. And if you don't give it all, I definitely don't know. All right? So, listen, you don't have nothing to worry about from my end. But let's just stand. So I, I want to pray a very simple prayer and, and dismiss. Um, but here's, the, here's a very simple prayer. It's like, God, is this what you're leading us to do in this season? Some people, when I talk to them about giving, you know, they say, man, I just can't afford it. And the reality is once we catch the revelation of first fruits giving, you, you cannot not afford it almost. I mean, it's just there's too much blessing that's wrapped up in it. And I want you guys to come back next week. You're going to hear some insane testimonies about First Fruits Giving. And Alan's going to teach a little bit on it. But Lord, is this from you? That's our question. That's a question in, in my heart. That's a question in our hearts. It's like we just sincerely ask, God, is this from you? And if it is, what do we do about it? How do we respond? Are we supposed to take the test? If we are, great. Speak to us clearly, God. Speak to us clearly. I just want to prophesy this in Jesus' name, that finances will never be a problem uh, for any family member, that will have no need among us, that will share and be generous with each other. And as a result of what you're doing in our house, God, the city is going to be blessed. The city of Nashville is going to be blessed. Kingdom businesses are going to be started, planted, launched. Millions upon millions are going to be shared with the poor, going to go forth for evangelism and the harvest of souls like we've never seen before. God, that people would be blessed. The poor would be blessed, the widow, the orphan, that, uh, that school systems and would be blessed, and that places uh, of poverty, neighborhoods, zip codes that are currently under oppression would be delivered. We prophesy this today in Jesus' name and are believing you to raise up kings and raise up priests in this house that flow and work together in glory and dominion for the advancement of the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for leading us, guiding us, and directing us. We bless you today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen, Amen. amen.